0: This is Dave of Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us with Marv. Marv.
1: Oh, that's
0: because he's muted.
2: Everybody wants to join and play Ooh, it's too early for those on the west coast that's what it is right yeah cause it's like 6 a.m there I know. I know Gil's probably got another two hours sleep yet yeah or at least you know at least one before he wakes up does stuff and goes back to sleep i know
0: i know because one time i think well yeah because i uh I did the nine o'clock with a guy over in california and after I found it, he was like in California, I'm like, "You sure you want?" He's like, "Oh yeah, man, I want to have you on the podcast." So this is great. I'll do it, and I'll just go back to bed. I'm like, oh, "Okay." So that was uh that was for a show called Alone on the Couch. Right. So him,
2: um, uh, so you guessed it, on their show then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just shortly after I, you know, said I was going to do a little mid season break. He's like, "Hey, man, I want to get you on here." Apparently he was really inspired by, uh, by all the stuff I had done and, and he picked up a couple of his pieces of of gear because of uh, t- tuning in and listening to
2: my reviews on, on the podcast.
1: Yeah.
2: I should so, stop putting my arm like that because I'm giving away that I'm sat on the sofa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: I
0: just, I just got, you
2: know, Yoga. I'm just doing yoga. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. yep. I, w- I won't do the downward, uh, whatever it's called, the downward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a nice news item up on uh, on my uh, feed earlier on, on the news on the radio. They were talking about this dog, uh, a sheepdog, and lost its he- hearing, and it, uh, and so it was no use to the farmer. That it worked for. So the farmer gave it to the RSPCA who have trained it how to read um, sign language. Wow. So the dog now responds to sign language. That is so cool. Speak louder if you like.
3: Do it in the RSPCAs.
2: They do because I think they've got an American version of, of them over there.
3: Yeah, ASPCAs. but I forgot what it's called now.
2: ASPCA in America. I think it is.
0: Oh, ASPCA. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. the only reason why I know the ASPCA is because of an old song. They're coming to take me away.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so ask him a question out of the hand. Yeah, All right. sure. If you like, go on then. Okay. And Louise is going to ask us a question.
3: What is your ideal holiday destination? <laughs>
0: My ideal holiday destination would be going back to Costa Rica.
2: Cartago, Costa Rica.
3: I'd like to go there for the sloths, the sloth sanctuary.
2: My ideal would be the American road trip that I've been meaning to do for years, mm-hmm. from east to west. That is my ideal holiday destination.
3: Obviously, in a camp,
2: in a campervan.
3: Obviously, the sloth sanctuary, Costa Rica.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'd I'd lo- love to see the. Uh, see that as well yeah you're right yeah i'll just move the microphone closer to louise for louise to say that hold
3: on i'd like to see the sloth sanctuary in costa rica
0: yeah that is one thing i didn't get a chance to see when i was there last time i went through a, a nice little seven mile uh nature preserve hike that was very nice
1: okay
0: and uh my wife grew up there 15 years spent in cartago uh, from where she lived, you could see the uh, you could see the coast. You could see the yeah, uh, you could see the beach. And the other way, you could see the Leg Haines Bali factory, where they did all the uh, Haines production splitter.
2: Get that. I'll plug that in and get your headphones, and I can plug you into the headphone socket. Done. Right. Let's see if you can hear Dave. check
3: yes
0: there you go hey you have found Dave
2: yes we are there it's quieter for me than it is for you I'm guessing strange a splitter the better quality splitter is actually in the bedroom
3: I can can hear
2: yep you can so let's ask me I'll ask both of you now what is your favorite television show of all time? Hmm. Favorite television show of all time. Brought to you by Dead Air. Exactly. <laughs>
0: that's a that's a loaded one. I mean, what is what is a television show that I would go back and watch when I could, if I could, in time.
3: I uh, like CSI and Criminal
0: Minds. Both excellent shows. My my wife and daughter have watched every episode of both. very well
2: done. Yeah, CSI would definitely be up there for me as well. Um, Anything with CSI, unlike Criminal Minds, no streaming service in the UK has got it. yeah um wow but it is coming back later this year
0: yeah you know it goes in and out like that doesn't it Uh, uh we were watching an old an old show on nbc on their app called the invisible man that was like a a 90s takeoff of the invisible man it was a spin on it with when cgi was getting big and everything and they're doing this really cool stuff with what they called Quicksilver, which was whatever uh, experimental hormone he was able to secrete to become invisible. You know, they figured it all out, but anyhow, uh, my favorite TV show of all time, honestly, uh, if I had to pick just one, it would be the prisoner, Patrick McGowan. Fantastic. That would have to be the one that I could go back and watch anytime. Uh not far behind that would be the
2: short lived miniseries The Lost Room. Okay. Yep. I've not seen that, but I have heard good things about that.
3: Is that the one Peter Krause? Yeah.
2: Peter Krause, yes. The Lost Room. Yes. Yep. yep. Got yep. that on the list. Yeah, that's on your list on the um what's on Netflix watch so. list or something for so. you. Yep.
0: I would have loved to have seen that expanded. Uh, you know, and I it was always always would have loved to have seen them do something where you got to see like a, uh, a digital version of the room with all the artifacts in it. So you could see what all the artifacts were, you know, kind of explored it since uh, it's kind of a one and done.
2: I'm going to be very boring and everybody will know this and obvious, but my favorite show of all time would be the original series of Star Trek.
0: That's fair. That would, that's definitely my top five. I used to get up at 6 a.m. to watch it on CBS when I was a kid. So that's when it was on.
2: We had it on BBC Two in the UK at 6 o'clock in the evening. Okay. And that would have been repeats in the late 70s, early 80s. Hey, it's Gil
0: from The Mind Mind Podcast. Today's mind culture and social podcast, and you're listening to pods like, like us. us.
2: So, in the late seventies and early eighties, it was probably you know my television was a mix of um, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century.
0: Yeah, Buck. I like the first season of Buck Rogers. The second nice. season, they tried to go Star Trek, and it just didn't work. New Absolutely, didn't work. they should have stayed on Earth. Yep, I agree. Or, you know, they, they could have done some things out, and maybe you know, maybe done a more incorporation. It's kind of like with uh, Enterprise from Star Trek. Yep, the idea was good for the first season, but the worst thing about Star Trek Enterprise was it was all on the ship, so it made it very boring. Because during that time, this is when the Earth. Vulcan uh, uh their relationship was still in formative years with Enterprise and they didn't explore it at all. I mean it's like it's totally a side thing that they could have been doing. They could have gone back to Earth and explored that tension uh, as it as they pulled two completely different races together while doing the exploration at the same time. I think that would have made the first season a little more exciting for me. Uh definitely my top top three. Um, it would have to be uh, and it's probably because of how it came across in the US but that would be the the uh, fourth generation or the fourth regeneration the Tom Baker years of Doctor Who
2: yes I remember watching those as well when I was younger and I almost forgot um, I watched um, uh, The Incredible Hulk of course with Bill Bixby
0: oh yeah yes The Incredible Hulk I have the, the trial of The Incredible Hulk on on a disc somewhere in the house, kids Ooh. used to enjoy that one. Is that the one with Thor in it? Yeah, with Thor and uh, and Daredevil when he yes. was just wearing a, basically black leotards
2: and a <laughs> wrap, a bit. yeah, a bandana. Yes. That was it. For those that are younger than us, that's that was our times version of the MCU.
0: Yes. Yes, that's when that's when Thor was kind of like He-Man. Prince Adam would raise his sword and say, "By the power of Grayskull, I have the power and change it to He-Man." You know, the guy who was the guy who would call summoned Thor by raising um, Mjolnir and summoning Thor. Although I think Thor was still a distinct, separate person from the guy who had control over him, or whatever. It was interesting. It was supposed to be a spin off for a new show that never
2: happened. I know that much. Yes. Oh, well, you're pulling another question huh? out. Oh, Louise's turn. Dave's going to have to ask a question
3: soon. Oh. Oh, oh, this is a good one. If you had the power to change one thing about the world, what would it be?
2: That would have been a perfect question if Gil was on the show. Oh, interesting. Why would you say that? Just that Gil's one of those that likes to think about all these things, and you know, when he's he's always got an opinion on everything. Gil has. I do That's fair. That's right. One thing to change about the world. That is a tricky question.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, every and every answer on that could have a could have the potential butterfly
2: effect. But. Yes, it mm. does. Mm. Because, you know, if if you went with the um, treat everybody as equals, then that causes arguments with those people that are against those things.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, from pollution to crime to war to racism, terrorism. And I guess it's, you know, what are things that we could control versus things that would just be changed, like, you know, climate change, which you do not have climate change. But climate change is a natural, depending on who you talk to, is a natural part of the way the Earth itself works with plate tectonics. It's like uh, we used to have a a bumper sticker that you got if you were one of the uh, higher grading students in college for the science class. And that was you could earn the bumper sticker Stop global plate tectonics. Right.
3: Okay. Let's <laughs> Which... mm, do earthquakes. It, it
0: is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the natural movement that mm-hmm. is on the you know below the Earth's crust, below all the waters. It continually happens at a very very slow rate, but it continues to change ever so little.
3: They don't want to mess with natural it's, it's things. Been, it's been, been happening
2: for for centuries. That is because, if you look into history, they say that you know some some countries and continents used to be joined, and oh, yeah. because of the tectonic plate, tectonic plates, that's why they're now separated. Is because they've because these things have happened over centuries and hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah. Yep, and of course, as as
0: those plates have moved parts around the continents have eroded some slowly uh, forming what we now see as as the different continents
2: there you go
0: so yeah you know it, it's one of those things I mean it would really be hard to want to
2: only change one thing about the world Pops I mean, like us ultimate edutainment <laughs> <laughs>
0: Friend who had a had a pirate radio show here in town at one point and every now and then just randomly it would pop up with a with some I can't even remember what the phrase was I don't know if it had something to do with this show but it'd just be his female voice and it'd be like a five second blurb and they'd be back to whatever You're like what was that but it would happen it was like I don't know if he was using trial wear or you know or something where it had to like watermark what he was doing every so often it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah you know, um, I I really don't know because there's, you know, there's always the, you know, get rid of nukes, but you get rid of nukes, you still have guns, you get rid of guns, you still have knives, you get rid of knives, you still have stones, You get rid of stones, you still have cars. I you mean, know, there's always something that replaces, unfortunately, it could replace whatever you're trying to, would like to get rid of on that point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd say, you know, if you want everybody to have kindness and understanding understand everybody else's plight. You know, that would be one thing. But, you know, again, like you said, you have people that, that rail against it. It's like if you gave everybody in the world a million dollars, it would only take five to seven days for it all to go back to where it was.
2: Yes. If you gave everybody that, then inflation would go up and people would end up having to spend more on items anyway.
0: And, and well, and then you'd have the whole the whole round where the people who had you know if they, already, if they had that money at one point, they'd have it again, and those who didn't wouldn't. It's like I was on I was on a group on Facebook that does vintage video games, and this game that in the uS might go normally, because it's a little bit more rare, would normally go in box you know in its, in its original content box for a hundred hundred and fifty bucks, yeah. went for thirteen hundred dollars like three weeks ago. Wow. And everyone's like, "Holy cow!" You know why? You know I'm like, "Well, it's, it's real easy to me." You know, here in the states, everybody just got a check. You know, they just got supplemental income money because of re- relief from COVID. Okay. And I'm like, "Well, that's real easy." One person just doubled their COVID income check, and somebody else decided it was worth spending theirs to finally have this item. That's all that happened. But one person was one person thought the. Uh, Item was worth more than his check, and the other person thought it was better to have twice the amount of money, so it worked out.
2: Hey, this is Brian with Concerts That Made Us Podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us, a great show about other great shows. So, Louise, what is the one thing that you would change to make the world better?
3: Microphone to you. I think i i agree with dave there isn't one thing and definitely shouldn't mess with nature things that are supposed to be you know the way they are so i've written myself a really difficult question (laughs) really uh i think the environment and crime and just for people to be nicer to each other and kinder and just things like that just Make the world better. There we go. Gil
2: came out with an interesting point, actually, about gun crime and and things like that. Last week when we were talking on his show, and he said that that, um, it will always be the case that one person will have one certain gun, like one person will have a pistol, and the next person will say, well, you've got a pistol, I've got a rifle. And then the next person's got a machine gun and everybody's always got to be one up on each other. And he, he said, well, it's it's always been that way from the dawn of time. He said, because back in olden days, you would have had someone with a knife. Then somebody next, somebody would come and they've got a sword. Then the next mm-hmm. person would come and they've got a bigger sword. And he'd say, you know, that's just the way that some people are with these things.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's how we ended up with every country having nuclear weapons. Yeah. What's the what's the deadliest thing that we can all have that hopefully would dissuade anybody from wanting to attack? So it went to missiles, and you know the hydrogen bomb was made, and that devastation totally changed
2: the face of the world and the face of war. I mean, really, that that's that's almost like a face-off situation because mm-hmm. um, you know, essentially, nobody will actually fire the missiles. Nope, in a way, because they'd be worried because the other country, while your missiles are on the way over there, they'll send theirs over to you, yeah,
1: yeah
0: so, and yeah exactly, you know, and then there's going to be retaliation from uh possibly from partnering uh, countries as well. let's say, you know well, let's let's strike and make sure they don't get anything else off the ground,
2: and all these countries know that as well, they know that if they do that. Then they will re- retaliate during the time that it takes for that to happen. So yeah. So n- nobody will do it anyway. Nope.
0: But it's amazing how much money we still spend on all of that stuff.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: it is. Yes. It is. Oh, you got another question? Oh, Louise says Can you cook? Yes, he can.
0: Uh, yeah, I do. All right and I cook? Let's see. I I am the person in the house who does the majority of the dinners. So, I do a, anything from hamburgers to fajita nights to stir fries, steaks, you know, whatever all the sides to come with normally someone would have with any of those meals. Yep. And I the only thing that limits what I cook is uh what my kids will eat at this point meaning mainly my youngest but she's not a she's not a big seafood person so on seafood night she usually gets her
2: uh, her tortellini or spaghetti or i'll do some kind of a chicken dish for her dave's talking about the future replacement for him on live life loud yes yes in training if she ever
0: wants to or whenever she wants to come back and do another round my youngest serena so i try to get her in videos and stuff and just you know she was she was amazed that anybody else even wanted to listen to her show i'm like no you know i've already gotten you know a few people come back and say they really enjoyed listening to that one
2: i was about to actually ask how that went over
0: yeah yeah it uh it did really good you know it it also came up against the uh the uh, part that it was called midseason break, so it really didn't have her name in it or anything, but in you know, her pictures on it, and it's done. It's done quite well. And I think it's had a couple dozen plays, uh, more than that. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it was uh, actually a good rebound after having a little dip in in listeners, which I figured
2: would happen just because of the time of year. I thought that podcast. I thought because of lockdowns all over that podcasts would be listened to more for the duration. Actually,
0: yeah, yeah, you, you get that thought. It uh, didn't quite happen, you know, as much. At least not in the numbers that I've seen, it kind of took a little roller coaster. But and that's when I started thinking about you know what what other content or how do I want other ways to express the content? You know, because I just you know, I don't have a whole lot to base mine on other than other shows with completely different topics. You know, and again, it depends, I guess, on what topic you're going for as to, as to what people will do. It's like, uh, Xander and stone who we both yeah. know, uh, you know, people are always drawn to stuff about the paranormal and the unexplainable and, and, the, the fringe science stuff. So that always seems to pull a, a great audience an easy audience. And it sounds like, from the way that their chemistry works together, uh, being two people, and just the way that they deliver the content, that it's really, uh, it's really uh, uh, done quite
2: well for them. Yes, it has, yeah. and they are everywhere as well. They're all over the place, aren't ghost they? Internet. On the
3: internet, pun. Ghost adventures, I
2: like. Yes, you watch. <laughs> you you like watching ghost adventure programs and ghost things like ghost it's huge yeah yeah i mean it's like
0: uh, i got a free subscription to a thing called discovery plus yep and on discovery plus there's like at
2: least half a dozen ghost shows i wish we could get a free subscription to that because we like what's on there but yeah uh, i mean e- even the osbornes have got in on the act of the uh, ghost hunting which ones you know, Ozzy and Jack okay. and um, Sharon, haven't they? There. They do a show called The Os- Osborne's Want to Believe. Nice. Which uh, big plug here? But I I um, chatted with the other day one of the producers of that show because he does uh, he actually does the show full cast and crew that that podcast. He is actually one of the producers of that Osbournes show.
0: So, not a bad show to be a part of. I mean, anything that has them attached is going to get a decent amount of viewership just because of Ozzy and Sharon now. Yes, yeah. Wasn't she on a? Didn't she do like a? Gosh, she did another reality show. Trying to think of what it was. I think she did like the like the Boss or something like that.
2: The X Factor that
0: what she did the X factor
2: yes <laughs> I'm trying to do voices like Dave now but it's not working
1: <laughs> well
0: one when I just had one cup of coffee and only one two I've, I've worked on this voice ever since I first heard that guy in the theaters and now you know and you've got the you've got the uh, ring announcers you always get that and now it's time to uh, you know and all that stuff. So all all stuff I've you know mimicked since I was a kid. I used to do a lot of voices like that. So it's kind of a part.
2: I think he needs to listen to that show or watch that show with the the chap who does the um, oh what's it called where he um, they break into those oh, units and they have to they have to storage wars. Storage wars. Yes, there you go. So then Heard you him. can learn you can learn how to do the the, the quick talk. He's going to 50. 50. You're going 50. You're going to 75. You're going English, You're going out. Go down. Good down. Yeah, you, Sold.
0: Yeah, right. Some somewhere between that and the uh, the uh, the announcers for the for the old hee haw's. Yep. Go on then, what what do they do then, uh, Dave? go on. Yeah, you know, the barn dance. I, I can't do it. I'm just saying those are those are two that just are, are beyond my scope at the moment.
2: Oh I knew I to try.
0: <laughs> the last voice that I that I did was, was the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Uh, ben Kingsley. Yes. I love Yeah, I did that and annoyed my wife for a weekend until she told me to stop.
2: And now you're going to get the real Mandarin in the one of the future Marvel films. So they're saying,
0: I would have liked it to have been a reprise of Ben Kingsley for him to be the dark horse all along, but you know they try to explain it away with the, with the guy who was, who became Stark's enemy as being the Mandarin at the end. You know the quick throwaway line, "I'm the real Mandarin," blah blah blah. Like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, now that they've got Phase Four coming up and they're exploring the multiverse now. They were exploring ex- yep. different times, so now they're going to explore the multiverse and, in, in that as well
2: so that will be interesting what is your favorite time of the year oh that's easy my favorite time of year is the
0: fall yeah i love fall weather i i enjoy this time of year i enjoy the rain but uh, i enjoy a good fall rain i think even better than a spring rain there's something about it and the consistency of the temperature around then stays right around the High 60s, low 70s, and you just got a nice wind. Uh, for whatever reason, the fall has really been a very enjoyable time of year for me.
2: For those in the UK, we call that autumn. Hence yes. the song Autumn Leaves. That's also my favorite season as well.
3: Mine. L- autumn, winter, yep. yeah.
2: Yep, autumn, winter for Louise. Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't like hot weather.
2: We did this in the future. I'm going to connect it to your laptop so we can be on three different microphones. There you go. There you go.
0: Why not? It never hurts to have it.
2: Oh. <laughs> and somehow or another, we're going to do the introduction at the end when we're finished.
0: it's <laughs> a good ploy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like a lot of times when I do, um, <clears throat> do interviews with people, I actually... It's usually about the middle of the interview that becomes the first part, and the first part that becomes that uh, the middle or it becomes the end, just depending on how it worked out. But a lot of times by then, you know, you just get a really good role going with what's happening and either, and if stuff is repeated from what was in the beginning, then I just roll that into later on or edit it back into that part. just depends on how it all, how the flow is going of the conversation.
2: Either that or just do the same as I did that time when I did the chat with you and Gil, where I just announced halfway through the show. Oh, by the way, you're listening to me, Dave and Gil.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like I was watching a, I was watching a show with uh, my daughter that did that, Good Omens. Yep. With, uh, with David Tennant. Yes. And it was uh, like the third, third or fourth episode that it wasn't until literally halfway through it they finally rolled the intro intra- credits. Yeah, we noticed
2: that as well, didn't we?
0: <laughs> she's like, she's like I don't think they ever showed the intro. I'm like, oh, they will. It's probably just going to come towards the towards the middle. And sure enough, it did. I'm like, you know,
2: it's just a longer introduction. If it was all. on the television. It would have been after the second ad breaks. Yes.
0: Yeah. Imagine if they did that in a movie. I mean, yeah. you know, the James Bond is as closest it's ever gotten with with what slowly became a 15 to 20 minute introduction before they'd roll the credits.
2: Absolutely. yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the introduction to die another day is better than the actual film.
0: Can't fault that.
2: What's yeah. That? Right. Yeah. Sometimes. I still thought that was hilarious about, uh, you know, um, was it the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, the queen, queen's husband when he went to the uh, he apparently went to the um royal premiere of uh die another day and madonna was there and she said oh i've i've made the song i did the song for the film and then prince philip said uh, oh should i have brought my earplugs <laughs> didn't mince his words that chap, did he?
0: yeah she uh what was she was verity a fencing trainer got yes. about Yeah, she got to uh, say
2: like one lion and that was it in and out. That's that's a true cameo right there (laughs) (laughs) to go off on a tangent. I think the best thing that she's ever done acting wise is probably a league of their own.
0: Yes, I would agree with that, which brings us full circle actually to Tom Hanks.
2: Indeed, yes, who was the coach Mm -hmm. in a league of their own. Have you seen that film yet, Louise?
3: The League of the Ring. Yes, once I yeah. think.
2: What did you think?
3: Okay, I've seen twelve. Is it twelve men out?
2: No, nine. Is it nine men out?
3: Is it? John Kuzak. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but you, you can't be Field of Dreams.
2: If oh, you if do, a, if you make a podcast, they will come. <laughs>
3: Right. That that's what
0: that's at least what uh seven hundred thousand people thought in twenty twenty. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Podcasting globally rose from nine hundred thousand to one point six million during twenty twenty.
3: Dave the Wikipedia.
0: The Daveedia. And it was uh it was eight men out was the one oh, you are thinking. That's, that's the one. Yes. Thank you. Charlie Sheen is in that too if I remember.
2: Pretty low key in that movie. <laughs> yes, and not the only film that he's been in that's uh, baseball-based. Right? Major League? Major League, yep. Yeah. What are you thinking of? Yep, that is the one I was thinking of, yep. But uh, what other baseball films? Um, what is your favourite baseball film, Dave? Oh.
0: I don't know that I have a favorite baseball film. It'd probably, I'd probably go, go right back to a league of their own at this point. because That's like the only one that I ever watched with, with much interest. I mean, Major League was fun. It was campy. You know, that was during, everyone was doing the campy movies then. Major League, what was it? Uh, Val Kilmer was in a, was in a spy movie, a, a funny spy movie at that point too, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, Top Secret or something like that. That's
2: the one. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was the campy years. Which is already featured on the podcast Spy Hards, who've also been on this show. I'm doing a lot of self advertising here. <laughs> hey
0: yeah, get it in. You know, people need to find out where they six can degrees find you. Six of separation.
2: Yes, six degrees of separation, just like the um Kevin Bacon thing, isn't it? Yeah. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon, I think they call it.
0: Yes. That is it. The six degrees of Kevin Bacon. There was somebody else that I totally just skipped the name on that I figured by now has to be at five degrees, and I can't remember who that was. But there was somebody that, that I think is, is closer now than even Kevin Bacon when it comes to, to uh, degrees of separation. I don't remember who that was. Oh, well, it'll come back. William Shatner. Or James Spader, who, of course, played by yes. Shatner. But James yes. Spader, with his, uh, you know, because he's been in the Marvel Universe now. Uh, Blacklist touched a lot of people that were also in the DC universe. Yep. Um, Of course, Stargate.
2: Better uh, film than people think it is.
0: Oh, yeah. Stargate was excellent. I think that was one of the best original sci-fis in a long time. And then you've got... uh, The
2: the only reason why I think people put down Stargate is because they made the series. If they hadn't made the series, then I think the film would get a lot more like... Yeah, the SG-1. Yeah. Everyone found out
0: that MacGyver could actually play a serious role. That's right.
2: He didn't have to keep building things.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he took over the part that was Kurt Russell's in the movie. And there we Mac- go. Yeah.
2: Kurt Mac- Russell. Yeah. MacGyver, the man who can make a tank.
3: Look what I could do with a cotton bud. <laughs>
2: out of kitchen utensils.
3: <laughs> oh, Ten yeah. I to do with a cotton bud.
2: <laughs>
0: long enough to have a parody person made of yourself with
2: McGruber. I mean, there you go.
0: That's
3: you know, you've
2: made it when somebody does a does a good parody of you. That's you know catches the zeitgeist, as they call it. Exactly. So yeah,
0: but yeah, spinning uh, James Spader back to uh, William Shatner. You know, they were together in Boston Legal for all those years.
2: They were, yeah.
0: And that was a that was a spinoff from the previous show that was done by the same uh, writer, the Practice. The Practice. That's where James Spader's character for Boston Legal first appeared. Was uh, the Practice, which was a, a legal drama done also by David R. Kelly, or David okay. E. Kelly, excuse me, yeah. and uh, the gosh. man behind
2: Ali McBeal.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember who the lead actor was in that.
2: He was a good actor. I really liked him in that show. And for some reason, his name has just totally escaped me. He's the man behind that new show with Kaylee Kuerko in it. That wouldn't surprise me. wasn't Dylan. Dylan.
0: No. Dylan McDermott was the name I was trying to think of.
3: Yes. I was just going to say that. Yep. Yeah. Dylan McDermott. I can't really remember
1: that. Yeah. Oh, good times. Good times.
3: Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys Podcast, and you are listening to Marv Smooth on the Pods Like Us Podcast. Check him out. Oh, what, what
2: is the first thing you would do if you won the lottery?
0: First thing i do if I won the lottery would be to pay off my house. Yep. Get my house all taken care of, get that all done uh set up a college fund for my youngest and you know if either of my two oldest wanted to go back to continuing college i would do that as well and then immediately after that i would find a rock solid investment opportunity for at least half of it
2: depending on how much it was along similar lines first thing i would do is to buy a house
3: i'd buy my own bakery very nice and a Louis Vuitton handbag. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and a
2: Louis Vuitton
3: <laughs> handbag. Of course you would. Yes.
0: Well, you know, like anything else, you have to keep it well enough, and it'll just be worth I mean, twice as much in about five
3: years.
2: My goodness. And then he could buy a house with that. Yeah. Buy like another I-
3: bakery.
0: Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, exactly. A franchise.
3: Yeah. Start
0: a franchise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you there you go, you just buy buy half a dozen Louis Vuitton handbags. <laughs> for 10 years, and then I'll trade you for your bakery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> About what would happen.
2: You are listening to Pods Like Us with Martin Quibell, Dave Belknap, and Louise Thirlby, by the way. This is the general chat session. Welcome. Yes. This is a between seasons episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, for me, it is. I mean, so I'm, I'm on a break from after Sunday.
0: Oh, all right. Good for you. Yeah. I went on, yeah. Like I said, uh, Sweet 16 two weeks ago was mid season break here. You know, it, part of it came about because. I wanted to get some time in to do some other things. It was also spring break for my family. And last but not least, it was also a, just a good point because I had tried to get a couple people on for interviews and it just was not happening. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm I'm running out of other people and it seems like it does really well when I have at least some sort of other interview on or another person on with me. Those episodes tend to trend better than with just me, myself, and I at the moment. So the exception to that being the pilot episode, which, you know, I think people listen to it just because it is the pilot episode. And one of these days I'm going to go back and I am going to remaster it, redo all the leveling and everything on it, just to make it sound a little bit nicer, cleaner, and everything now that I've
2: been at this for a bit. You might damage your numbers, though, in that, because I know when I've done that, I've gone back and changed an episode I've actually lost the numbers that I'd got for downloads in the process. Oh, interesting. Maybe I'll just do it as a redux. Yep.
0: Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know because I, uh, I had to re- reload content for one of my episodes. Uh, it made it up, and the wrong cut made it in for half of it, and my voice was not there. <laughs> Everybody else was in the podcast, but you just hear space, and they'd hear uh, the guests talking. Like, Oh, that's not good. But uh, what else? Yeah, so taking this time, uh, I've got a, actually a couple other people that have gotten in contact with me that want to be on the podcast. So I'm setting up times to get them on. Uh, one of the more interesting ones is somebody uh, who actually does a lot of stuff with as a makeup artist, of all things. Okay. So nice. she works. she works in the industry as a... As a makeup artist, and she has gone and she fits really well into the idea of the podcast of Live Life Loud because of everything she's gone through from uh, losing a husband to a disease to uh, a child uh, in a similar fashion uh, where they passed before their time and just some of the hardships and everything that she's overcome to be continue doing what she's doing. So I'm excited to have her story be available for people to be inspired by and to keep moving forward in life. But also uh, just before I come back from break, so my break's going to be about two months. Right. Uh, and in May, I am going to go to a professional voiceover class. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it's That's fun to get cool. a, a place where I actually know a lot of the people and some people I used to work with at my former job actually work for that company now. The, it's a great company to work for. The only downside is you have to move to work for them. I just can't do that. No. So it doesn't, it doesn't work for my family for that to happen. It's like, um, I'm certain that something will come along, that'll be just fine, where that won't be an issue.
2: Me and Louise would love it if, uh, if there was such thing as a course in Foley work, that would be fascinating.
0: Yeah. Foley work is fun. I actually had to do that for my degree in graphic
2: design, of all things. Graphic design? How does that work? <laughs> Wouldn't that be sound design as opposed to graphic design? That's what you'd think, but yeah, that
0: was part of my course. was actually sound was sound design. Okay, I worked. Uh, it was through it was through Full Sail University, and they're primarily known for being a sound design or production sound production university. Yep. And one of the classes was was sound design so they gave me a 20 or 30 second video yep. it was a little animation and my job was to find create place all of the sound and create a little background score for it so it's a little 8-bit you know it looks like a little 8-bit digital cartoon and i did all of the yeah i did all of the sound editing for it so getting all the jumps in the right places and everything bouncing them around i think part of that came out too because as part of the course uh i had adobe creative suite as part of what i was learning and that was one of the programs was in there premiere yeah i'm pretty sure that was done in premiere so i did all the all the sound stuff in premiere and edited in with all the key all the, the lock points and all that it was it was a lot of fun for me
2: Absolutely. I think the voiceover work will be very useful for you. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. That's what I felt as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people already told me I have a great face for radio. So I figured I'd keep going on with that. Move along and yeah, just see where I can improve on that, especially when it comes again, back to the podcast and other ventures and opportunities. Yeah. You know, if, if I could ever find an easy way into to radio, I'd be happy to do that, but. These days, to get into radio, you have to be able to do um, a good stretch of, of what do they call it? Not apprenticeship. Basically, you have to be able to work. For, you have to be willing to work for free or next to free.
2: Yeah. For at least a year, intern. intern. You might get more work from it anyway, because I know uh, I know Xander from Xander and Stone. Actually, I probably don't know. Yeah, because he mentioned it in his show, so I can get away with this. Uh, he is doing a voice for a new audio drama podcast that the person who does um, The Night's End, he, he's doing, an au- doing one of the voices for that new show that the chap from Night's End's doing.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's the kind of stuff I'd like to do. Let's he's do doing that. the
2: voice of a butler. The voice of a butler.
0: Yes. James! Yes, sir. <laughs> to me, my coat.
2: Right away, sir. There you go. Hopefully people are going to listen to this and they're going to hire you now, Dave. You're there. You've made it. All these years. Be, all these years, they're going to be like, "What? what is this?
0: I don't know. What is that guy doing over there anyway? He's so strange. It's all of <laughs> a sudden pops into a different voice like that. Some weirdo. Must be American. The modern-day Mel Blanc. Yeah, Mel Blanc, Rich Little. Rich Little was... Uh, but he did more impression, voice impersonations, not just off the cuff. Gosh, there was a guy that I saw that just did some amazing voices. But anyhow, now we're definitely spiraling down the rabbit hole there. Well, I guess this whole thing is kind of a rabbit hole in, in all thoughts of it since it's you Nobody and I. Nobody turned up. <laughs> Nobody turned up, so we're just... Cutting a lot of stuff that can be used here, there, everywhere. I mean, it can be used as one show, it can be used to enhance other shows. Just never know
2: it's gonna pop up. Dave's recording it as well, so he'll probably end up using it for one of his shows. Yeah.
0: (laughs) One of my shows uses for ads, whatever, maybe a little bit of all all of the above.
2: The Decibolic podcast presented by Dave.
0: Yes. One of these days, I want to do an episode that's just ahs and ums. All the ahs and all the ums that I've cut out of every other show. Well, um, you know, you know, you know, you know. I did one episode where I literally cut
2: about 70 you know's out of 20 minutes. Felt like. I cut an entire hour of our show for this week's that's just gone out yesterday. And there's there's just lots of me and you going, where's Gil? Where's Gil? Where's Gil at? Is Gil going to turn up or what? I think there's about half an hour of that and I'm just thinking of just doing, just putting that out as its own and then uh, I might, uh, as a merchandise thing, Bring out a book where instead of where's Waldo, it's where's Gil.
0: And now that segment that you've been waiting for on today's episode of Pods Like Us, where's Gil? <laughs>
2: yes. But yeah, I think I think I could probably make about thirty to forty minutes of just us saying where's Gil. <laughs> Is he showing up or what? <laughs> you know, and all that. It's so much. he's yeah, it. yeah. terrible. <laughs> I'm just there listening to it all, and I'm going. Are we actually going to talk about anything here, or we're we just going to keep asking each other about Gil?
0: Yeah, that's the one that I cut our our conversation from. It uh, is, yeah. Or where uh, live life loud med pods like us? I think I just called the episode "Pods Like Us." Cry dry and easy, and then I did a link to your to your show from there inside the the metadata. So if anyone clicked on the "Pods Like Us" in the descriptions, it would go through oh yeah five unique listeners in the last seven days i'm definitely on break cool you are
2: i'll find that out after next week
0: i'm agent scott and i'm cam the provocateur and we're from the spy Hards movie podcast that's right and you are listening to pods like us the podcast that has a license to thrill
2: At least I've already got a couple of shows recorded for the next season. Oh, that's good. You've got them like recorded or like edited and ready to go, or not edited,
0: but I've got them recorded. Sweet. Yeah, my uh, I've got. Said I've got my side of from alone on the couch done. I'm gonna put that out at the at the next turn. I think I've got some stuff from Gil that I just found too. That actually could work out to be a single episode. Feeling myself from when I was on his show. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting you know, the funniest thing I'm just looking at the log now is that the well the trio of pods episode is is the shortest episode in my entire book of episodes just just over 19 minutes which is surprising how long that we talked for. Yeah, but I think part of that came up because it only has two segments. I didn't do a third segment in it. So that was about 5 minutes right there. So the majority of that is us. Yeah, I think that was the one right after technical difficulties when I was having all those wonderful, all that wonderful time just trying to get a, a new machine that worked and I yes. spent about a week getting one ready and then I found issues with it. Yeah, it was a low point. But yeah, our show our show was 27 minutes long.
2: I uh, put that out at the beginning of March. So Dave's version of that was 27 minutes. And the version I put out of the same footage was about two hours and 20 minutes. All right? For anybody listening, it started at nearly three hours. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I know, ours, uh, ours went down to that because it was, it was the uh, interview that I took with you at the very end. That's, that's all that I published off of that. Yeah,
2: that's fine. There's none, I- that, there's none of that on the show that's come, come out this weekend. That bit. No. So, yeah, you can yeah that, that is
0: episode 12 on my list. Yeah. So for anybody who wants to check out and get to know more about Marv himself, you can check out episode 12 of Live Lake Loud, Decibelic like Podcast.
2: You can listen to me mentioning that I can't remember any of the bands that recorded that I did any tape ops for in the studio.
0: But, you know, it was a, a last-minute thing. It's not like we did it. We didn't have a script or anything like like what, uh, you know, normally we'd put out for something like that. It was kind of the, the wrap-up. It's like, well, we've got
2: time, so let's do it. Basically, we were just there chatting, and Dave said, I'll tell you what, I'll ask, answer, ask you some questions now, and we'll, I'll make a show from it. Yep, that's exactly what happened, dude. Boom. boom.
0: In and out.
2: Absolutely. What's the worst thing you've ever eaten? For me, that would be lye cheese. Oh, I think they are awful. a
3: major try. Mm, worst thing.
0: The worst thing I think I ever ate, in all honesty, that my mom used to try and make was liver. Okay. Oh, I used to eat liver. Never a fan of that. Fortunately, I had a dog at that time in my life. Um, let's see. The, the worst experience I ever had eating anything was when my mom was so excited to tell me that she had that uh, the side that we were having with our meal that night was bird's eye. I didn't know what bird's eye was. It was a brand name. It's a brand
2: name. Yes. Yeah.
0: And seafood. And there were these little little onions in it little baby onions that were round, and I thought they were bird eyes.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs>
3: literally bird's eye meal.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: so I literally, literally thought that she bird's eye, and I'm like,
3: oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so imagine a five-year-old thinking that mom's trying to feed him bird's eye.
3: Scarred for life by a frozen meal. Yeah, Not not understanding at all what that was. And just Hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah, so there's that. That's that's the worst experience I've ever had. I wonder if Indiana Jones's worst experience would be those monkey brains. Right, chilled monkey brains? Yes, from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Go on then, Louise, you, you've got to answer it as well. What's the worst thing you've ever eaten?
3: I don't like rhubarb and gooseberries. Anything bitter?
0: Well, that's understandable. I'm not a big fan of rhubarb either my my grandmother used to make strawberry rhubarb pie and i'm like
2: why did you ruin it with rhubarb I understand that <laughs> although once we actually were given something
3: rhubarb jam
2: uh, somebody made us a rhubarb jam but it was made with something champagne. called champagne rhubarb which is a sweet rhubarb champagne rhubarb i got to write that down
0: so i can find that mm. out we actually we actually have rhubarb growing near our house whether we want it or not. There's actually rhubarb plants behind my behind my shed that just grow. I don't tend to them. I don't care for them but they grow. So every summer uh, some of my wife's
2: friends are very, very happy because they get uh, free rhubarb. It's fresh. Alternatively, pick them and sell them to your local grocer.
0: Yeah, I have to figure out how that would work. There's probably a market around here to do that. The other thing that we have growing like crazy around my house is mint.
3: Mm.
0: Oh, that's useful. Fresh
3: mint. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, uh, it, it just grows. I have like two spots on either side of the patio out back, and it just—it's just like weeds. It's just mint. That's all it is—is is mint. So it grows. Then I, you know, take it and we uh, dry. Dry about a, what does it be, a, a three-foot by five-foot screen of mint. Just let it there and dry and
2: crumble it up and use it for whatever.
3: Mint sauce with lamb, potatoes. So,
2: yeah, mint sauce with lamb and potatoes, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, I've got the cooking expert next to me, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it.
0: I know, I mean, after all the cookies she made the other day too. The sweet-looking <laughs> cookies.
3: Is it in the cookies? Yes, no.
2: yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I loved the uh, the little peas that she'd done with the headphones. Right?
3: Yeah.
0: It's, it's did, a, go on. I was going to say, who did your
2: artwork, speaking of peas? A friend of Gil's uh, named Adam, but he's not giving me any details. Otherwise, I'd say the person's full name on the show and thank them, because I think he's done a spot-on job there.
0: Yeah, that was a great... Great concept piece. That's just what I was wondering you now, if that was in-house or how how that came about. But I thought that was cool. Peas in a pod. Pods yeah. like it.
2: yeah. It's a fun spin. It is. Because yeah. somebody actually said, uh, who's following Pods Like Us Instagram, they said, oh, if you want us to, we can do you a, uh, a quality graphic. <laughs> you know, it's just all these people who send you messages, you know, isn't it? Or if you want promotion, do this, do that, do the other. And this person said, do you want a quality graphic? And I thought, I don't need to go to you cuz I've already got a quality graphic. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> I think. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I I like it. It's it's fun because it's not a I'm trying to think of, it's artistic, but it's it's not like over it's not like overtly polished. That makes okay. sense. It's like too clean. Yeah. Like I think a lot of times my my uh my current one that I designed is almost too clean looking. So that's something that I'm also slowly working on is other ideas for my logo. But you know, I think that's gonna not that's not gonna happen until season two at the earliest. If I I changed the color scheme once. I'm like ah, I shouldn't do too much with this until until I get to
2: season two. Anyway, since this is pods like us for pods like you, what have you learned from your first season of doing podcast and Will you be making any changes for the second season accordingly?
0: Um, well, things that I've learned from the first season, uh, I've learned that plugins, when you find the right ones, are absolutely amazing for helping out, getting, uh, getting everything done as far as the leveling goes. Uh, that's a huge part is just getting all your levels proper because I, I had a lot of leveling issues for whatever reason during the first season so that um the other thing is that i definitely want to get definitely want to get to the point where i have uh or i'm in at least three deep on conversations again you know have three three in ready to go and to be able to have a more consistent flow of of guests on i'll be able to have that more consistent flow of, of regular interviews being done i guess like i've got a I've got the stuff from Alone on the Couch. I've got a gentleman from a Rush tribute band called Spin Drift that's going to be coming in as well soon, and um, that's going to help out. Um, what else? Yeah, really, those are the biggies. You know, um, just having all my other content already done right now. Those are the, the biggest parts. It's just having uh, having more more time in uh, getting more guests done in advance so I can work on them. And to keep that, that flow moving along. I also think uh, one of the things that I've learned from season one as well is like what we're doing right now is, uh, is taking a break. Yeah. Not, you know, at first I'm like, yeah, I've got to put something out every single week. You know, and I'm, I'm leaning more towards what they do with television. Where you'll have anywhere, you'll have about 10 to a dozen episodes and then you might take a two week break and then do another 10 to a dozen so rather than having a longer middle break, having some shorter segmented breaks is really when you think about it, you know, putting out 52 episodes of a podcast in a year, unless you're just doing live recordings and not editing anything whatsoever, that's that's ambitious.
2: So I'm not a soap opera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I don't. Have- I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's sort of the reason why I'm taking a break in a way, and then um, I'm not sure when I come back what sort of schedule I'm going to keep because it's a hard schedule trying to put two out per week. Definitely for me. Um But really, even with, with the hours that I do once the last episode of season two is out this Sunday, that will mean that I will have put out since the beginning of October, 43 episodes just in season two, no, in seasons one. Then we did the three Christmas episodes oh, okay. season so, so be a total- in season 2 since October the first. I so in less than is that six months? or yeah. thereabouts. In the period of around six months, I will have put out forty-three episodes.
0: Right, right, okay, okay.
2: Then I'm then I'm tracking right then. Okay, just so sixteen in the first, Got three it. in the three Christmas episodes as bonuses. And then it will have been 24 episodes for season two.
0: Okay. So then season three, when does season three pick up for you then? Is that what you're deciding yet?
2: Um, possibly middle to, well, what I'm going to do is, so season two finishes this Sunday, which is what date will that be? The 17th, is it 18th? Yeah, it'll be the 18th. 18th. So, A fortnight from there I'll put out a bonus episode and then another fortnight after that I'll put another episode out that's a bonus, uh, group chat, special. Uh, And I've got a few options available there. Okay. Um, And then a fortnight after that, bring back for season three. So there's still that steadiness of something coming out in the interim, but it's not full on for those but it'll be six weeks won't it between them between seasons yeah yeah Ooh. but that allows me time to actually build on the two or well from thursday i've got a third episode for season three to to record with james court from uh, court case and it gives me time to be able to build up then shows then as, as well in that period with people and uh one thing I've really enjoyed doing this season, and I don't know if you've heard this one, Dave, is when I chatted with the, with my friend Sam, who's not a podcaster but a listener, and I thought that's a nice switch, is to talk to listeners about what they're looking at and what they listen to and what their taste is.
0: Definitely. Yeah, and I saw the episode come up, but that is that is one still, still in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of those. I I do not digest podcasts the way that you do, for certain. No.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: This is Ryan.
1: This is Avery.
0: And we are from the Frame by Frame King Crimson podcast. And you are listening to Pods Like Us.
2: The six weeks will give me time to be able to actually relax. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, that's, That's
2: where I was just at with this, you know, because...
0: I was doing this pretty hardcore, and I was doing it as a full-time occupation. And still only doing one episode a week, but you know all the all the work that I put into editing and creating was literally I'd put in a forty-hour week for an episode. Yeah. I first got started, and that's just to try and hit the production value that I felt I needed to. And that forty hours a week also included all of the all the work I did on social media. So you know now I'm now I'm over. I've been holding steady to about seventeen hundred followers, even though you know I'll get some more and lose some others. But I've been staying steady there uh, while I've been an interim and I've not been uh, pushing as much as I had. As typically, I've been putting out about three. I put out at least three uh, outreaches on social media per day, and at least one video or one other longer type of outreach every week as well and when i'm doing that i gain about i gain 30 to 40 followers a week when i'm following that strict of a of a schedule so but you know it's it's an effort and it's something you have to literally be able to put your time into and with the podcast uh here not not generating money you know being a being a labor of love right now it is uh there's no no residual coming in, so I have to make sure I'm taking time to keep my other skills up so that when the right better full time opportunity comes by or whatever even a solid part time that I'm ready to do it
2: yeah, absolutely and uh, like you said, you know with the, with the listening that I do i mean i'm I'm probably listening to a minimum of forty eight hours worth of podcast per week, and that is a heck of a slog to listen to week in and week out and include with your working week and everything else you have to do in life. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it sounds like you, you get a a little bit of time on while you're doing other, while you're doing some things to have that happen. You know, for me, a lot of the things that I have to put my attention toward, I can't have uh, a podcast playing in the background and accomplish it.
2: Yeah like I've said on shows before I listen to the podcast while I'm at work driving a vehicle around so yeah, yeah.
0: there we go yeah. and that's that's great yeah.
2: but, look luckily I've not got anybody at the side of me in the van because otherwise it it'd be a bit strange when, it, when I keep shouting out to Siri to take notes while I'm driving <laughs> right so i've got the i've got the i've got my iphone there with me and it's always plugged into the the uh the radio so i've got carplay working in the van and yeah i will occasionally if i hear something in one of the shows i'll shout you know i'm not going to shout it because it will start up and the wonders of ai (laughs) you you say one word or one name and suddenly your ai your tablet will start up or your your television will switch on
0: (laughs) if i if i say my youngest daughter's name with the right inflection, it will invoke any Apple product around. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So I have to be careful now because I'll call for her and then my phone will respond and say, what can I help you with? I'm like, I don't want you right now. I'm talking to my (laughs) daughter. So a question that you asked me way earlier that I am finally going to answer for you so you can cut those together. You asked me, what podcasts do I regularly listen to? Okay. So besides the ubiquitous and obvious pods like us and mind buzz, uh, one that I've listened to that actually first was listening to before I started podcasting was talk is Jericho with Chris Jericho, a professional wrestler. Uh, actually I was listening to him not because he's a professional wrestler, but because he's the lead singer of a group called Fozzie. And I thought his latest album was just really, really well done. I'm like, well, this would be interesting. And he happened to be doing a show, uh, comparing old Christian metal albums that I knew. So I thought that'd be a lot of fun. Like uh, some of the groups I used to listen to back when I was first getting into bands. Striper. Uh, yeah, Striper, um, Baron Cross, yep. uh, Holy Soldier, you know, some of those that might not be as well known. There was the ACDC ripoff band called X-Center and all that. So um, other ones are We're the Weird Ones, uh, The Deep Gripping Reality, uh, let's the let's find out podcast uh, one called between us uh, which is just a really really cool gal who's been you know texting back and forth being I mean, very supportive of what I've done on Instagram yep. so I've been listening to Fatima's show called between us and then concerts that made us and then there's this really weird one I don't know Xavier and Sully no Xander and Stone. I do I'm listen, to, I listen yeah. to one or two of theirs uh that's one i haven't listened to as much but that is that is one
2: that i've enjoyed has been the xander and stone show absolutely yeah. um i'm going to start listening to a show um called the inner monologue i don't know if you've heard of them uh they were on gil show weren't they recently cuz gilded a, did a funny one where he had all four hosts from the the inner monologue as guests oh my-
0: that's where that one is okay yes
2: so i'm going I'm like, to start listening to their show because they sound like they were fun um and i've I've actually been asked by somebody from germany to listen to their show but my german is not as good as this because <laughs> it's, it's fluent german and i'm i've said to them i said i would if my german was better right yes. yeah
0: yeah no i've gotten a few that if because uh you know that have asked me that are uh spanish and i just not that good at it yep. no bueno. <laughs> say that again Luis go on no bueno <laughs> right no bueno no good no good very <laughs> malo very bad <laughs> pito pequeño very little a little
2: yes if this was going out, of, out on video, you would see my face asking, "What?" <laughs> right? <laughs> totally you've fair. Already, you've already gone well out of my knowledge.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I know enough to understand the gist, but not enough to get everything. So it makes it a little little less fun. But yeah. Uh, that's what language about. would you like to learn? I would love to have a better grip on my Spanish for sure. Uh, Spanish is definitely one. Uh, The other one, if I could really get it would be Australian. No, I'm just kidding, Uh, would be Mandarin. It would actually be real, real Chinese Mandarin. That would be one I'd love to learn.
2: Uh, I I wonder if any of the cast from Firefly actually did learn and maintain that language, that knowledge of Mandarin that they had to have for Firefly.
0: That's a great, thing. yeah, that is, that is a great question, who knows? But you know, Mandarin is a, is a business language. And I've got some friends who, who I worked with at a, at a very different place that spoke Mandarin. And I'm like, what are you doing here if you know Mandarin? You should be working for a business where you, know, you can put that to use and actually get paid what you're worth. Because uh, Mandarin is, is definitely a, a business language, especially in this day and age. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Your chin disappeared for a
2: moment. It did. Louise's turn to answer.
3: Uh, Italian.
2: Ah.
0: Italian. Yeah, so that's what I've got. Me too. Yeah, I'm just coming back off a spring break this week. So the wife and daughter of... I've gone back to school, so is my autistic son. And my uh, and the other two are at home right now while things are getting sorted with all the wonderful things that have been happening in the world. So got that going on and just figuring out the right next steps to take to keep everything moving forward. It's always fun. That's also part of what inspired, definitely inspired the uh, spring, the the midweek break was, or midseason break was because it was at a point where I didn't know how things were going to be happening, and it's like I have to find something. Something is better than nothing, and then uh, the something I found was worse than nothing. It's like, well, I think I'll
2: just sit still and keep looking for a bit. The difference between me and you and Gill is that um, we we spend, we have to really, really find time. We have trouble trying to find the time to actually put these shows together, whereas Gil, I don't know how he does it, but last week he he had the talk with me on the Wednesday, and -hmm. then suddenly when I woke up, I found that episode actually out already. (laughs) That next morning, Gil had put it out.
0: I think Gil sleeps while his kid's at school
2: probably i think i think Gil stays awake all night to do these things then takes his kid to school and then (laughs) sleeps and then wakes up to pick his kid up i i think he must be doing that
0: that's that's got to be what he's doing that's what it i mean it's just with that kind of stuff i mean if i yeah yep if i totally totally think that's one of the one of the only ways he could keep the kind of schedule he's doing which with him being a a little bit younger than me and i was there um you know i used to regularly regularly work on four hours a night and that was it yeah so i could i could run on that kind of a schedule for
2: three months before i needed a day of of really just taking it easy either that or he's the real life embodiment of um michael keaton in multiplicity
3: (laughs) he was a vampire
2: yeah he could be a vampire a vampire Well, he lives in the right
0: area, so, you know.
2: (laughs) What's the truth, Gil? Does Gil
3: like garlic?
2: (laughs) Does Gil like garlic?
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) That's the next time I'll I'll ask him that next time I'll see him or talk to him. And he would be like, wait, what? (laughs) What are you saying to me? (laughs) That's the perfect Gil impression, right? I don't
3: get that. (laughs) What? What are you talking about, man?
2: Anyway, Dave, where can people find out more about Live Life Loud and get old of you and listen to you?
0: Yes. Live Life Loud can be found by looking for Live Life Loud, the Decibolic podcast. You can find me at decibolic.com, which is my own hosted website currently with Wix. On there, you can find all the latest and greatest episodes of the show and even more information you want to. You can also sign up for Live Life Loud, the newsletter, Live the Louder Life News to get inside scoops on what's happening when I don't accidentally delete all my content by hitting the back button during the creation of those newsletters. Otherwise, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Instagram, and wherever better podcasts are freely streamed.
2: Yes, and you can find uh, Pods Like Us on any streaming network. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. And, well, just go on marvzone.org and look for, in the menu for the show, Pods Like Us, and you'll find extra details on each episode and behind-the-scenes stuff if you're interested in that sort of thing. Yes, the Marv Zone. The Marv Zone. Awesome. Well, anyway, thank you, Dave. This was you. fun and random. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. If nothing else, it was great just to be able to chat and say, hey, since we had the time and the ability, you know, well, I look forward to seeing where, how, and when this all gets used, and I'm sure you will vice versa, and yeah. keep in touch and let you know what's going on. Thanks, as always, for letting me be a part of your life and a part of... What the listeners get with
2: Pods Like Us. And thank you for Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast. You got it, man. I messed that up. <laughs> The wonders of professionalism. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Whatever. Thank you, everybody, for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. I think so. Nice, nice axe behind you.
0: Thank you. My D'Angelico. One of my two yes. D'Angelicos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, was a nice find.
2: It was. Yep, yep. Oh, and he's showing off the other guitar at the side of it, whatever that one is.
0: Let's see. Yeah, my screen's a little covered.
2: Oh, yeah, down there. that's my, my Paul
0: Reed Smith from 93. That's my number one. It's been with me for way too long. Like the only. Yeah, I've had about uh, maybe 30 other guitars come and go since then. Let's do auto.
2: Is this set? Okay, that should be good. Near. Your internet connection is unstable. Of course it is. We're using video, that's why, yeah.
0: it I can turn off if that helps
2: yeah I just did this for the laugh the uh, you know the Beatles in the background
0: yeah I love it yeah (laughs) your arm keeps disappearing as a I know (laughs) (laughs) right need a blue screen
2: at the back of me that's what I need
0: yeah that's why I put this up it actually works pretty well and when I set it right oh why not play with this for a second go preferences Go background and
3: filters
2: for okay. beach. What? Oh, that's right. Good computer. I wonder if anybody else is going to join us, because otherwise it'll be a strange show to record.